I think that when we're lonely, it makes us more insecure and prone to bad decisions. Because when we're lonely, we're trying to do anything to validate ourselves. Like, oh damn, I'm lonely. Let me just do something real quick because I don't want to sit here at home doing nothing and moping over anything. And it's not to say you're always sad, but it's this feeling that you... Welcome everybody to the Rally Cry Podcast. My name is Angel. My name is Tyler. And you guys are here because you want to redirect your life, unlock your potential so that you can grow and heal. Woo! And I know that we mentioned it before in our last episode, but things is a little bit different right now. You can see it if you're watching us on YouTube. You can follow us on there. You can follow us on any uh, podcast platform that you are on. And you can also follow us on Instagram at theraleighcry.podcast where you can watch our finest clips. And anytime when we post on our store, you never know, we might go live too. I know we've been talking about it. We haven't done it much yet. However, that might just change. So, yeah, Tyler. Tell us your journey to Texas, Dallas, uh, baby. Tell us. Man, down south. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. <laughs> yes, man. Dallas, I mean, the whole road trip over here has been great. Like, I could say the best part has been uh, obviously trying out new foods on the way. Uh, I stopped by Memphis, stopped by Tennessee, stopped by Pennsylvania, Virginia. Uh, we were in Washington at one point. We saw the White Well, we didn't see the White House. We saw it in the distance on our way driving so it was nice to see that and you know either way like it i'm glad i did it i'm glad i took the leap of faith uh to expand my boundaries expand my personality expand who i am my identity in this world so i could reach out to new people learn about more things and i could say the best thing about this has so far been the summer the summer heat because mm. texas got summer heat like no other and at least the fruit hydrated amazing it's been great um i can say that there's a lot more so when you are going to bigger cities i say just prepare to uh let new things move in so definitely uh pack and prepare with a minimalistic mindset so that way you could come in to a new city so that we can let everything in figure out who you are figure out what new things you're going to try out because i didn't know alligator was good when i came down to texas to try fried alligator Wow, so I would even make the substitute that for uh, for pork to be, excuse me, to be honest, because pork, you know, obviously is bad for us and whatnot. So alligator definitely up there. Still got turkey, still got some uh, chicken. So we'll see how it goes. Overall, I still got a lot of places to check out, a lot of uh, things to venture. I went to a library slash coffee shop slash bar yesterday, actually. Mm. So that was pretty fun. It was different, not your typical library. However, the DJ had uh, a good run-through with instrumentals, had some covers that weren't the original songs, but they were covers. So the artists who were doing the covers, so far, so good. So definitely give it a shout-out. Texas, recommend for sure so far. Well, hey, man, I'm glad that the experience has been good for you. And uh, it's just a matter of being able to do certain uh, actions and act on it, right? Uh, I, I think a lot of times we have an idea, but we never do anything. And it's, sometimes it's just because of the fear that we give ourselves, right? 
And so now that me and Tyler are doing things uh, virtually for some time now, uh, it gives us a lot more space for each other, right? Like Tyler's trying to figure out what's going on in Texas and uh, venturing out over there. And it gives me the opportunity over here in Massachusetts to venture out for myself as well. I try to go to Boston and do things on my own and uh, go to New York as well. And I also have family in New York, so it, it might make it a little bit um more easier to know where to go because since I have some people over there. Um, however, I think a lot of times when we have our best friend uh, leave or even if it's a relationship and we are no longer with this person physically so much more than we used to be, we start telling ourselves, oh, I feel lonely and I feel like I got nobody. And these are thoughts that we may have sometimes, however, is about framing the the right thought right you put it in a positive frame or you could put it in a negative frame and i think it's negative to say that you're lonely right uh so this episode we're going to be talking about the difference between what is loneliness and what is solitude right because we can think that well aren't they just the same word and it's just just said differently right however i think that when we say lonely is like we're trying to express how we feel and it's never a good thing, right? And so we give ourselves the fear of being alone. Like we've been primed to think that being alone makes you a loser. Like we can say when we're younger and we're in elementary school, or even if you were in high school and if you see the kid at a lunch table by himself, you think that he's not popular and he's not enough or anything like that, right? And when you try to put that perspective that's what makes us feel like we always need somebody we think that the person that has a lot of friends is the one that feels most fulfilled right when a lot of the times we can say that the people that have a lot of friends might not always have the best of boundaries right i think that there is plenty of people that can have a lot of friends and know how to articulate himself in a way or herself so that they have friends that respect them However, sometimes managing a lot of people, we can have a lot more people that backstab us, right? Mm. So at least far as talking about being lonely, I think that when we're lonely, it makes us more insecure and prone to bad decisions. Because when we're lonely, we're trying to do anything to validate ourselves. Like, oh damn, I'm lonely. Let me just do something real quick because I don't want to sit here at home doing nothing and moping over anything. And it's not to say you're always sad, but it's this feeling that you have for yourself that's like, oh, I don't feel comfortable right now. And why don't you feel comfortable with yourself though? I think yourself is the best relationship you can have. You know yourself more than anybody else. And to put yourself in a position where someone else might bother you in any form of way is a lot more detrimental than just trying to get along with yourself and doing things for yourself right yeah and i love how angel brings that up because as he was saying that it makes me think about how as we get older and when we're we are of age you know when it comes to drinking liquor we're consuming something that's bad to Mm. feel good and we convince ourselves that it that we feel good because we lose all focus of what is bothering us our thoughts slow down we don't pay attention to what we're really thinking we lose uh a lot of care and a lot of that anxiety that we have into the decisions that we think about a lot of those intrusive thoughts and that's why when we're drunk we don't care so much that we do these things out of irrational pleasure and 
Mm. Like Angel was mentioning, if we're feeding ourselves this bad connotations about ourselves and we feel lonely and we feel like we don't belong around anybody, especially with the kid at the cap, um, at the table by himself, is it's like why is it it perceived as him be, just being alone and he doesn't have anybody? Like I remember as a kid myself, you know, I grew up with a strict parent, so it was more of like I couldn't have company a lot of times, especially when I was misbehaving. So I learned to enjoy my solitude. I learned to enjoy that I have a character, I have an identity that's so powerful that I'm self-sustaining. I could entertain myself. I could be productive in a multitude of ways so that way I don't feel like I need to be around somebody in order to have fun. However, when I am around people, because I'm so magnetic and because I want to surround myself with people that are magnetic, now we're only going to keep continue combining off of that. And I think that when we think about solitude, we also think about probably punishment. Because even on, on television shows, um, I remember coming across a show called uh, Solitary. Uh, yeah, so- Solitary. And you would think it's like the solitary game, like the poker's no. It's like these are people in confinement rooms where they have everything that they want, but they have to do crazy type of um activities in order to stay there win money and like there was one where they had to do the chinese uh water torture technique so they had to uh see who could last the longest being laid down strapped to a bed and water droplets periodically just hitting their forehead over time and it it was so weird and when you're hearing nothing but silence and you're there by yourself no windows no nothing now you got to think about what that does to the human mind we're made to be in a community. We're made to work together. And with everybody, like the reason why they say teamwork is a dream work is because with a team, dreams can happen. You can do things by yourself and that works. However, think about how many versions of you you have in your mind that it would take to get that dream to happen. You know what I mean? And I think even with loneliness, excuse me, with loneliness, it could be traumatizing because it's only an amplifier to what somebody feels at um, towards separation. And when we're separated from something, it's like taking a drug addict away from the drugs. It's like taking, um, it's like taking the, the baby bottle from the baby. Now they feel separated, they're gonna cry. Now they feel alone. Like think about how many versions of being lonely is versus mm. actually being in solitude. Because when you think of somebody in solitude, they're not whining, they're not crying. They're not complaining. They're in silence. They're in peace with themselves. So if they're at peace with themselves, who are we to judge this book by its cover when we don't even know who they are in the first place? Yeah, man. I, I love how you bring all that up, especially with like the, the phrases of taking the bottle away from the baby or just the addictions that people may have. And it goes to the fact of a lot of times people have attachments to people, right? And it's almost in a way where we kind of self-coddle ourselves. Like, uh, we we put ourselves in a position where we we want we're validated by this person. And there's nothing wrong with having people you're comfortable with, right? Like having friends that you like being with and hanging out with. However, I, I'm a very big fan of having uh, some time for yourself, some time for yourself, some time with your family, some time with your friends, and if you have a significant other, some time for them as well. And I think that when you have someone that you like going to 
you don't always want to go to that person every single time that you're uncomfortable because it's one thing when you have someone that can help you but it's another thing when you have someone do it for you and so you don't want anybody in your circle to do it for you to make you comfortable within yourself because at the end of the day when they're not in the picture and let's say they're busy because everybody have their own lives you don't want to depend on this person to make you feel comfortable when you're going through certain emotions because that's a lot of times what happens right when we're by ourselves and we're alone with our own thoughts we're scared to be in that in that area in that phase of thinking because we think that we're going to overthink things and that it could be so detrimental to us we don't know what to do and then we get overwhelmed and that's why we do things like drinking and smoking and going out and doing this whole fast life that we talked about in our previous video that that's not an environment that you want to put yourself in especially if you're going through something mentally challenging right and so when it comes to having this chance to be by yourself it's where you build more of a connection for yourself because one thing's for sure is that if we can isolate from other people that means we can also isolate from ourselves so every time when we're hanging out with our friends or whoever it may be we can end up isolating from ourselves because we're spending so much more time with other people than our own self at those times and sometimes we need our own self more than anyone else needs us and so to talk about solitude solitude is what makes us more open and curious when we're in solitude we're more likely to be confident to try these decisions and be more likely to go on forward with it like for me go to boston go to the park go to an event by myself and i feel any need to validate myself more than i'm already not right i think a lot of times when we're by ourselves and we're around strangers we try to put this impersonation of who we are when that's not who we are because we just want to be liked by this person and there's one thing that paul tillich said and he says language has created the word loneliness to express the pain of being alone and it has created the word solitude to express the glory of being alone <clears throat> and I <clears throat> wow, excuse me. <laughs> I really appreciate Angel bringing that up because that dives into the true essence of what loneliness is, <clears throat> and the difference lies in the emotional tone and the intention behind being alone. And when we really think about being alone, we have to isolate the two ideas of what lonely is and what being alone is. And when we can do that we can understand why it's a fleeting feeling and we have to go through that motion in the boat a lot of times things may not be in our favor like going through a heartbreak losing a loved one um due to illness or anything like that and we feel so isolated we feel like we're in this void that we're just separated from the world and we're disconnected like imagine there's a world tree right and with how connected we are with nature these roots are all connected we're all connected to these roots somehow and because of this horrible, horrible experience, you feel like your root has been trimmed. You feel like you've been cut from the root and you've been cut from what ties you to feeling like you belong to something. And because mm. you lack that identity, as I mentioned earlier, having what, what you call a home 
to yourself like how like what's your home inside of you like how do you talk to yourself because if there's one thing for sure like if you do have a strong self-esteem you're gonna take care of everything that matters to you who you are because it's not it's not just who you are it's how you talk to yourself it's what you do for yourself and how you do it for yourself mm-hmm. because when you matter that much when you matter to you you're not gonna let nobody attack that that persona that character this identity that protect that inner child that's in your heart that's in your soul because if you do let anybody trample on and let's say as angels bring it up you don't want to feel like you need someone or somebody's guidance to get you through something and if something happens it's understanding if you want to tell somebody you want them to listen and maybe suggest a thing or two however you don't want them to fix it because now you're going to think about how they would fix things. Now, how are you going to be fixing it even in the first place? Because now you have this inner monologue, this other identity of your friend inside of you because you can't think for yourself. And how scary that is because as you get older, that it gets harder. And unfortunately, friends, family, nothing's guaranteed to last forever. And whether it's death or whether it's because you've moved on from each other, and it's time to move on because one person may have not grown or because you're moving out of state and clearly this isn't going to work out long distance. It's mainly because of the fact that you have to love yourself more. Your self-esteem matters. As we mentioned in episodes before, how you talk to yourself matters, how you spot it, stop it, and swap it. You know, you can't acknowledge a problem and think that, oh, it's going to go away on its own. You can't say, oh, you know, I'm, it, life, life got me. I don't have to do anything. I think it'll be okay. Like, it's good to have faith. You know, it's good to have faith. It's good to be optimistic on that level, knowing that spiritually something is going to work out for you. However, and once again, there's so many howevers. Like, there's so many, uh, uh, what's it called, requirements in order for something to work. Like, it, it, it takes two peas and a pod to, to make a pod. It make uh, an equivalent exchange. Like, in the anime, Fullmetal Alchemist, there has to be an equivalent exchange. Something has to give. Not a sacrifice. Something has to give if you're going to invest into something. Your effort has to be acknowledged in some way. And I also want to say that uh, in a 2019 study made by a professor of quantitative quantitative social psychology, Dwevi Nguyen, hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. Apologies if I butchered it. A 2019 study revealed that even though young adults had a larger social network than late middle-aged adults, they reported feeling lonely and isolated for twice as many days. And emphasis on social network. Social media has had such a big increase in our lives that now we look for exception. We look for uh, meaning through social media. If we don't have a large following, if our following and followers aren't balanced where I have more people following me and less followers that I'm following, like, I don't feel like I'm doing enough. I don't. If I don't have a blue check, I'm not known. If... I don't have 30 shares and uh, 50 comments and all these other things. I don't feel like I got a purpose. I don't feel like I could mean enough in this world because that's where it comes from. Validation. It's such a drug that imagine trying to go on a social media detox. It's heavily recommended for that reason. Because if you go on a detox, be one with nature, it's actually, matter of fact, it's even better. I got this one for you. A little sneak peek. It's actually been said through a study in 2020 that people that deal with loneliness 
if they were to be put, they had did a group of 20 people. If they, they were put in nature. So take out their social media, take out their laptops, take out their phones, and spend an hour a day in nature. It's been said being in nature, taking a bath in, in a waterfall or in a river or a lake, it's said to be more healing than a regular, oh, let me go to a therapist in the office. If you mm. spend your time with nature, you just the peace, the white noise in the background, whether it's the leaves rustling, whether it's the water dripping down your back, whether it's uh, you hear bugs flying around, and once again, bugs won't attack you if you stay still and don't attack them. They are <gasps> just like us. We don't want to be attacked by them. They don't want to be attacked by us. So be mindful for that, and maybe you'll have a different experience in nature. I can say that for myself because there's a lot more wasps out here. Uh, mm. Besides that, it, it's the idea of being one with nature, taking that time of solitude to yourself is to recharge. And not only recharge, but also remember. Remember who you are because we're born into this earth. We're brought into this world thanks to our mother and our father. And thanks to that experience, we can appreciate all that's around us. When was the last time you sat down in silence and once again, meditating, it, it cannot be perfected. You can try. That's all that matters. We can meditate, but we're not meditating. We're trying to. We're trying to meditate. And whatever form of meditation becomes of that is what meditation is for us. Back to the point, though. When was the last time you sat down, really just sat in silence, especially in an area where there's trees, you're in grass. I can say for myself, I did that my first week coming here. You know, moving out of state first time. No, I, me and Angel may be from New York. How, however, having to move out of state, doing this road trip, coming across different people and having to retain my identity. Like, I'm not putting on this stage. Like, I'm not putting on this mask of Tyler to impress these people. This is me. This is who I am. And I have to remind myself who I am. So that way, in moments that I forget where I may feel lonely, these moments of solitude where I do remind myself is what guides me into this experience like it's okay i'm okay and as long as i keep on trying as long as i love me and keep on being me everything will work out yeah man i think uh this topic is such a very big topic that there's so many things that we could talk about about how can we build that solitude within ourselves how can we feel in contentment with ourselves and love ourselves right and uh what happens is that we we're so driven by the fear of being alone that we we put ourselves um, through the circumstance of filling our void of being alone with people that might not align with us. So that time that when we're alone is where we had to put in that work for ourselves so that we can find the beliefs that we value and all these things. And there's one thing that I like doing despite going for walks because that's a big thing. And as many times as I said before, the more we're disconnected from nature, the more we're disconnected from ourselves. Um, I love talking to myself in the mirror. And even if it's, if I got to cry, I got to cry. I'll do it. I'll do it. Right? And so it's just so that you can have that connection with yourself. Talk to yourself. And there's so many perspectives you can give yourself. And there's nothing wrong to have these perspectives. It's okay to think negative sometimes. And if it's going back to like meditation, like if that's something you want to do, don't expect that it has to be done a certain way. You're going to think all the time your brain only does one thing all it does is think there's nothing wrong with it you're gonna have certain thoughts that you don't want to think about your thoughts isn't you your thoughts is a process of who you want to become 
And so the fact is that when you have a thought, you think about it and then you process it through. And if you want to say it or do it, then that's when it's uh, become to reality, right? And so when we are in solitude with ourselves, because that's what we're trying to work for, right? We, we understand loneliness is where we're going through pain, but we want to work towards solitude. And so we have to be able to have this conversation with ourselves and take ourselves out and uh, be in contentment with ourselves. Because when we put ourselves in a circle where people might judge us for who we are or anything like that, we won't let that come against us. Because it's like, I know who I am. I know I'm not that. I know I'm enough. I know I'm loving. I know I'm caring. I know that I'm positive. And there's a balance between life. However, people might not know how to do that. And so some things that you can do that can build yourself into solitude is like I said, go for a walk. You can talk to yourself in the mirror if you need to. Sometimes you need to talk. Talk to yourself. Have that connection with yourself. You are your best friend. Be your best friend. Lift yourself up because sometimes you don't have anyone else to do that. And also, you don't want anyone. You don't want to rely on anyone to do that. And like I said, it's okay if you have a best friend or a friend to help you, but you don't want to. You don't want them to do it for you. Um, so going to the museum, going to an event, go to a park, go to a restaurant, and do it for one. Right. And you know, now that I talked about museum. There's actually a study that showed that they grabbed 500 participants in, in groups. And they all uh, pretty much said the same thing of saying that when they were there, the museum experience wasn't all that. It was like, it was like, okay. Now, they grabbed uh, another 500 participants of going to the museum by themselves. And the ones that went by themselves said that they had a little bit more of an experience of looking at the artifacts and looking at the paintings and pictures. And they had more of an understanding what was behind it, like looking at it and reading. Because what happens is that when we're with a group, we can get easily influenced by the things that they may say. Right. So like if you're in a museum and they keep walking and you want to see this picture, but since your group of people are walking, you're going to most likely stick with your group. So now you just got influence just to keep moving on forward rather than when you're by yourself, you're more open and curious because you by yourself, you got nothing to lose. You're here for a reason and you want to make most of the experience. So you take more options in. However, when you're with a whole group, you have so many options with their perspective. You don't give yourself the option mm -hmm. to really look at things clear for what you think and what you feel and what you value and what you believe in. You know, and I and I love how Angel elaborates on that because <clears throat> we have to think about, right, like genuinely think about what is being alone? What is solitude? What is loneliness? And we're going to give that definition for you because we need to talk about how important it is to understand definitions and I I also want to thank Angel because I remember when we when we were making this podcast, I remember how he told me the, the Greek or the Latin origin for what respect is. <clears throat> and just being able to hear that the origin matters and how it evolves over time through the 16th, 17th, even 19th centuries, that matters. So with loneliness, it's sadness because no, one has no friends or company. Consequently, solitude is the state or situation of being alone and if we're, we're gonna put that into into better context for you right a sense of isolation despite the desire for meaningful social connections is frequently interpreted as an involuntary state of being separated rejected or abandoned by others <clears throat> so when we think about the feeling 
of being lonely, we think about how it feels and we're so absorbed into it that we just want to feel that. Like, have you ever went through something so sad? Like, all right, like I said earlier, let's talk about a breakup, right? You ever felt so sad about it, especially if it's if there was a heavy amount of time invested into it that you just need to listen to sad music so you can feel it more? So you can just be like, <sighs> like, right? you know, like, you have to listen to something sad so it could be like, all right, this is what I'm feeling. Take my heart, rip it up, chew it, spit it out, and I'll put it back in. And hopefully there's something left. It's like you're trying to have the full experience of a breakup. So it's just like, damn, I'm already hurting right now. I might as well listen to more sad music so I can really feel it all in. And then I'll be like, ah, and then just, <laughs> and- <laughs> just cry it out, to be honest, right? And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's something that a lot of us do. And that's when it's like, okay, well, how much more music are you going to listen to to keep being in this state of mind? Yeah, and, and that, that takes discipline and that takes a, a lot of willpower because yes. it's, like, it's like Angel yes. said, you know, the more that we separate ourselves from people, the more that we're going to be more likely to be narcissistic, be a little sadistic or masochistic with how we treat ourselves because when we're in mm-hmm. pain, you got to think about how far someone is willing to go. And when it comes to loneliness, people that feel lonely are more likely to be depressed, more likely to experience a lot of mental health illnesses like Alzheimer's, like um, personality disorders, and having to feel as if that, you know, they need to figure themselves out so much that they need to, God forbid, off themselves, commit suicide. They need to self-isolate themselves so bad to the point where they don't allow themselves any interactions at all. And these go for people like introverts you know there's actually been a study and it's been uh highly looked at that people that are introverted are more likely to experience these things like this like loneliness and like and like the negative side of solitude at least because with solitude you're not you're not running away you're not fleeting from what is actually in front of you so an introvert possibly god forbid you know they're going through it and they have a lot of bad experiences that only want to make them confine themselves in a locked space they're more likely to run away by playing video games running away by somehow filling the void with something that's distracting enough like a bad habit even let's say um they want to watch movies all day they don't work they depend on their family however they're extremely temperamental quick to go off and the moment that they leave their room you can tell just a ball of negative energy and when people are like that it's kind of hard to talk to them it's kind of hard difficult to want to be around them and what makes this even more interesting um according to healthline.com when you take a group of people that enjoy solitude uh by themselves and you put and you try to pair them up with people who are always lonely and that are depressed and do think negative they end up wanting to not be around that person because of how negative they are and they end up absorbing that energy they end up becoming like that person inheriting some of those traits that these people have and it's because how easy it is for darkness to cover light and everything like that but think about how powerful light has to be just to you know just diminish the darkness we have to let the light in it's so easy to just close things out and just let the darkness in and be like oh this is what it's meant to be and this is how my life should be and to go along with loneliness loneliness can be made worse by feelings of anti-mattering and you won't believe what that means it's defined as when (laughs) i will it's 
it's defined as when you feel invisible or insignificant to other people. And when we feel yeah. like that, how else would we, why else would we want to be around people? Why would we want to be around people that make us feel as if we don't belong right. when they're not making us feel like anything? They're existing just like us and they're going on about their lives. These are just other NPCs in your life. These are non-playable characters. You don't have control of their life. You can't toggle onto them and figure out what they're thinking. You have to think for yourself. You have to stop overthinking, trying to guesstimate into what they're thinking or believing. Like, why are you so worried about having control? Like, think about how right now me and Angel, we're in two different cities, two different states. How dare I try to control how his camera's gonna work or how I think his camera may have better quality or maybe even how he has his mic right now. I'm still setting up, still unloading, still unpacking. The quality will get better, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you have my word. It's just the idea, if I was to be that envious of that, how can I enjoy the experience myself? Like, think about how now we have two different worlds that we can show for you guys. For those that are watching us on YouTube, I can be grateful that you can see my side and see a different side to what we have going on you know i got plants over here angel got books over there i got a quote on my whiteboard so it's like we get the best of both worlds when we acknowledge the worlds that are around us and still remember what our world means to us mm. and i just love that we i was yeah. able to learn what anti-mattering is because you know it's one thing for to feel loneliness and knowing that loneliness is an amplifier to feeling alone or just solitude in general However, anti-mattering is the true distinction of how we view ourselves. When we're so lonely, we think that we don't mean anything. Wow. We think that these people have such a set standard on us that, oh, nah, this person is just been black. Yeah, he can't. He doesn't belong here. He should just stay inside. Matter oh, of fact, he should. Yeah. He should go. He should go step in the shadows since he's so dark. Matter of fact, oh, she's wearing yellow. Yeah, she might as well be in the sky. She she might as well belong with the sun. She doesn't belong here. We're wearing red. You know, like, why, why should we ridicule that? Why should we separate or already take away the chance from ourselves or even take the chance away from other people? Especially how we represent ourselves, how we look at people, how our face looks, how we, how we talk, how our tone of voice is. All that matters. And if we don't start with being kinder to ourselves and then we could pour from a filler cup. We can't pour from an empty cup, as Angel mentions all the time. So if we're already empty, feeling drained, feeling lonely course you're not going to be able to resonate with anybody of course you're not going to be able to be, blend with somebody be able to get along with somebody and feel like you're giving something to them you want sustenance you want to be able to feel like you belong somewhere and get that genuine connection listen be patient be kind think for yourself you know it's okay to think while somebody's talking as angel was just talking i have to keep my thought in mind and keep it in process so that way I could keep in connection and also show acknowledgement, appreciation to what he's saying. So now we're bouncing off of each other. And now we're just breaking down how conversations are ran. And that's if you love yourself. Because other times you can see it through the body language that this person isn't enjoying the conversation. Am I bothering this person? Am, am I making them feel uncomfortable to the point where they don't like being around me? Like, I hope I'm not giving them that impression because I think it's as Angel says, it's not who I think I am. It's not who you think I am. It's who I think that you think who I think I am. So it we have to be kinder to ourselves and we have to show more love 
to other people so that way we can replenish them who knows giving love to other people that day by giving them a compliment whether it's a random clerk at the store or maybe even a random pedestrian as they're walking across on the sidewalk just telling them hey i like your sneakers man you don't know how much that can do to someone's day and if that someone is an introvert or somebody that does feel lonely having that acknowledgement and appreciation goes such a long way that you could have been the highlight for their week yeah, it's always about doing the small things and those small things and compliments. And let's say sometimes it makes you feel good if you can make someone else's day. And when you do those small steps, it builds momentum. And with that momentum, it leads you uh, more applicable to go over the bigger step. It's like giving yourself uh, a head start or like a run up over an obstacle. When you got that momentum and you have this big obstacle, we can say that when we're trying to jump over something, we give us a, a little a little run to jump over it. So once you give yourself that momentum, um, that's when things get a little bit easier to attempt. And you just got to give yourself a starting point and things will be easier to overcome whatever is in front of you. So it's just a matter of when you're trying to build in relationship with yourself, you also got to know that anything that is within your lifestyle, remember, this is your world your favors this is your universe and there's certain there's some things you just can't control and whatever you can't control can't control you and i think this is a very uh big topic to talk about i think me and tyler are very compassionate about it because at least for me and tyler i think we spent plenty of times of being in solitude and still having some form of feel of loneliness it's a normal thing and as we're growing up as i'm i'm 24 i'll be 25 next uh next uh, month and then Tyler just turned 25 uh, not that long ago this Monday which was on the 14th and so I just appreciate this conversation and I hope whoever is listening you guys got something from it and if you did get anything from it leave us a review if it's on a podcast app or whatever that is your favorite one Apple Podcast, Spotify whichever it is or even if it's to let us know on Instagram at therallycry.podcast and just shoot us a DM and tell us uh, how you feel um, because I think this is something that is really important. Everybody is still struggling with um, today, and sometimes it can even be ourselves. But when you start building that relationship with, relationship with yourself, that is something that no one can take from you. But the people that you build relationship with can always be taken away. Mm-hmm. I, I love that 100%. And it's, it's as Angel mentioned, you know, a lot of times when we're in solitude with ourselves, I could even say I, I struggled with being alone growing up. You know, like I used to have hardships where I have to have those difficult conversations with myself because when my mind wasn't right, I wasn't right. So the way I was talking to myself, I was only making myself feel bad and I was only making myself feel even worse, which even here's another fact according to Healthline.com. Healthline.com has also said that the more that the more alone that we are and the more that we put ourselves in this confined space where we're not interacting with anybody, we actually uh, pr- uh, progress our age even faster. So we're only aging our bodies even worse. So there's people that could be in their 40s and due to depression, due to anxiety, due to being alone, they could be 40 looking 60. And that's why our health matters. So it's not just about your diet. It's not just about your spirituality. It's not just about your physical wellness. It's about even how you treat yourself. Because if you're not if you're not right in one category out of all ten categories, with however many categories there are, you're still going to be imbalanced. There ha- not perfect, 
there has to be some form of balance. The skill will tip over, because it will, because you we have to think like this. The worst things that could happen will happen. So how can you prepare? How can what kind of contingency plans will you set for yourself? How will you treat yourself so that way you're not tough on yourself when it comes to things not going your way? And I can say, thanks to those hardships that going through when I was younger, and as Angel mentioned, I can only imagine what those experiences were like when he was younger. We have to just get through it. We have to sometimes cry. We got to cry it out, even play that sad music, cry it out even harder, and learn that there, we have to give ourselves a break, have to get that recharge. And even this, we talk about meditating, we talk about stretching, we talk about going out for walks. Even our sleep is connected with how our health is and if we're not getting enough sleep it's it will incline us to be more depressed it will incline us to be more irritable it will incline us exactly to want to be less sociable because now we have we're lacking of energy we're lacking of what sustenance fills us where okay i have the energy to be me today what's you what's angel what's angel at his fullest capacity what's tyler at his fullest capacity you should be able to answer that question because if you're getting all these right things in order, you know what you can do. You know the things that people have said about you like that they love about you. You know, the comments that people say about you is things that you may overlook because it's just you on, on another day. And that's okay. You may overlook it. However, if you're in the state of mind where you're depressed and down, those compliments yeah. are going to be like, are you sure? Are you sure you see that about me? I don't, I don't think that about me. Right. And and it sucks when people think like that. And I hope that this video helps. And I hope that what we've said, if there's anything that we could have highlighted on better, please comment because this is something that could clear a lot of minds on like what it really is to be alone and what people can do to get rid of this feeling of feeling alone. Right. Yeah, guys. So this is our first time being virtual, and I think that it went pretty good. And things are going to get a lot better. Don't worry. Uh, so. Whatever podcast app you guys are on, make sure you guys give us a follow on there. Follow us on YouTube. You can watch our, our pretty faces on there if you like. And uh, also follow us on Instagram because we'll be on there as well at therallycry.podcast. I've mentioned it. Um, and we appreciate you guys. We love you guys. We're glad that you guys are here along with the journey. And we're going to grow together, unlock our, our potential, and it's going to be great. So, hey, man, this is just the interlude of everything. And, yeah, man, we love you guys. We appreciate you guys. Until next time, y'all be easy. Y'all be breezy. Peace. <laughs>